Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched week 9 of WWE 2017, which aired February 27th, 28th, and March 1st. We had Raw episode 1240, SmackDown Live episode 915, 205 Live 14, NXT 380, and Main Event 231. Um, lots to talk about. For an episode of of raw that i didn't like that much i sure took a lot of notes and i have more notes for raw than any of the other shows this week because a lot did happen kind of to be expected the the episode before the pay-per-view um so uh, yeah let's just get right right into it i'm going to talk about all of these these things first um so raw 205 Live and Main Event, since they all go together, since they're all going into Fastlane. Um, first, we had Goldberg uh, come out, uh, respond to Kevin. He says, see you Sunday. And Kevin says, I, I beat everyone on SmackDown, so I'm going to beat you too. And at Fastlane, the Goldberg chant dies. Next up, we had The New Day, who uh, were going to go up against The Shining Stars, but in a an Oscar reference uh at the last minute actually I, I feel like the shining stars should have gotten all the way up into the ring and been ready to fight and then the interruption happens but maybe it's a time thing it would have been more more like what happened at the oscars but uh it was still pretty funny their actual match was Rus uh against rusev and jinder mahal um and later on the shining stars i guess would go up against the big show but that match if it did happen was cut out of the Hulu version of the show. Um, the New Day wins uh, when Xavier Woods rolls up Ginger. Uh, he's distracted a little bit by, uh, I think Kofi was providing a little bit of a dis distraction as uh, they're kind of clearing house a little bit. Um, it was it was an okay, it was an okay uh match uh now i know that their ice cream product is called new day pops and they have some pretty neat uh t-shirts i don't know if if they actually make ice cream and sell that ice cream i'll try it i haven't tried any bootios i haven't seen them in the store or anything i don't ever go to the cereal aisle though i'm gonna look i'm gonna look today i need to go to the grocery store later today i will look to see if they sell bootios at um at the grocery store near me they probably don't but they might they might um there's probably a website i can look up where i can get them uh anyway uh yeah if they if they do actually come out with the new day pops i'll i'll give them a try they'll probably be like those um uh those other character shaped ice cream bars uh like rainbow flavored is that is that what they call the flavor of those of those ice creams? Maybe just like fruit punch, perhaps. I don't know. Anyway, uh, next up we had Stephanie yelling at Mick, and then as soon as she goes away, Mick turns around and yells at Joe. It's like ah, uh, I I don't know. I don't like this aspect of the show of this episode in particular. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see where it's going uh joe well joe does some stuff in, in the in this episode uh he 
he has a little bit of a backstage confrontation with Cesaro. And uh, Cesaro uh, lays into him a little bit. That was pretty. Good. That was a pretty good backstage segment. And so we get Samojo versus Cesaro, and uh, that was probably my favorite match of the night. It was. It was really good. I. It's a shame that Cesaro is uh, is on the, uh, the 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 brunt end of the injury machine, the Destroyer Samoa Joe, um, as he targeted Cesaro's leg throughout most of the match. Um, it was kind of like it reminded me of when Sami Zayn was go- went up against someone, and uh, he had a he had a, an ankle thing happen early on in the match, and so he was he did the rest of the match in that hurt state, and that was kind of like this one that I would have loved to see Cesaro at one hundred percent through this entire match because it would have been so awesome. Because it was already pretty awesome with him um, being injured throughout it. And uh, what is that? Favoring the knee and everything. But uh, my favorite move from this match, we had this like low, low-flying uh, European uppercut. Flying uppercut. And uh, yeah, he was like doing it downwards. And he was like gliding right across the ground. He was like six inches above, um, above his legs to clear them. I was like, man, that that's that's pretty cool. Uh, later on in the week, we would see Asuka do a similar move. I forget what they even called it, um, but with uh, her kick. And I don't remember seeing that done in that way before. But uh, anyway. Uh, going back words a little bit, we had a Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha and Nia Jax segment and match. Um, Charlotte calls Bailey a one hit wonder and assures her that at fast lane, that will be cemented in the history books that Bailey is just the one, one hit wonder, but we'll see what happens. There's still another month, almost a month between fast lane and WrestleMania, so even if Charlotte does win it back, she might lose it again in like two weeks or even the next day. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Sasha comes out and says, uh, I'm exhausted from looking at your stupid face. And we got some stupid face chants um, immediately after and then later on during the match. Tag team match. Between Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Charlotte and Nia Jax, which is a bit of a swerve for them, as uh, it was assumed that her tag team partner was going to be Dana Brooke. The the match is won by Nia Jax when she pins Bailey, and uh, right before that, she used Sasha as a weapon against Bailey, just slammed her right down into her in the mat. Um, so that, that was probably the most interesting part of that match. And also Charlotte got, uh, got some blood going next to her eye. So, uh, it didn't seem like anything major, but we got some, uh, some good badass looking blood uh, streaming down her cheek, not streaming. It was, you know, anyway, uh, up next we had Seth Rollins come out and talk about what's going on. He says, WrestleMania is not looking good. Uh, they're they're probably not going to clear me 
to be at WrestleMania. And then Triple H comes out and he says, well, we didn't need to know that because I'm saying you're not going to be at WrestleMania. And if you even go near it, if you go in there, you're done. And uh, then Seth says, oh, yeah, I am going to be at WrestleMania. So that, that was basically that that segment. Uh, Samoa Joe, I already talked about that, that match. Um, uh, there's also a, uh, speaking of that match again, I didn't mention this, that there's a, a super quick, smooth roll up into a knee bar by Samoa Joe. That was just awesome. Awesome. And then after the match, Joe wins, um, and he goes up the, uh, goes up the ramp, has a little bit of an interview with, uh, I think it was Charlie who's interviewing him and, then he he calls out Sami Zayn, and then his music comes on, and he gear he turns around, gears up to take him on from the entrance, and then he sideswiped. He falls for his own trick. Sami Zayn attacks him from the side, and uh, a brawl ensues. Um, up next, we had Braun, and it wasn't an actual match, but uh, it was the contract signing. Braun insisted on having a contract signing with Roman Reigns because he didn't want to want Roman to chicken out at the last minute. Um, he tells Mick, you brought the pen, you brought the paper, the table. Leave. That's kind of my Braun Strowman impression. Leave. You're a pathetic Mick Foley man. I don't know. Uh, Roman comes out. They, uh, oh yeah. And then of course, Mick yells at him. It's like, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of transferring his, uh, frustrations to everybody else. But, uh, anyway, Roman and Braun fights. Roman spears Braun Strowman through a guy and a barricade. That poor guy, that poor, poor guy. They should have, every now and then they should have, that happen and then show that person being taken away in an ambulance. It's like, oh, <laughs> there's like ramifications for it. The person who hit him, uh, they are getting trouble. They have to like pay a fine and get, they make a story out of it. And then another wrestler is like, hey, hey, I was really good friends with him and now he's dead because you killed him with that spear through the barricade. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have somebody die, but something like that. Something like that. That wasn't a security guard. That was Sinkara in a security guard mask. Um. So, yeah, we end with Braun getting the upper hand after that. He freaking he drives Roman into the turnbuckle and it, it just flings apart. They totally break it. Um. So that was that was cool. We don't see that. That's not something we see. Every day. In fact, I don't, in the last year of watching WWE, I don't think I've seen a rope break on uh, one of the TV shows. I've seen a clip of, from, I think, one of the Chinese matches. It was perhaps John Cena versus Big Show or something that the rings, the the ropes broke during that match. But um, this is the first time it's happened on an actual televised show i think since i've started watching last year's wrestlemania um so so yeah that was cool that was cool up next main event which should be renamed bo dallas versus sin cara the series 
Because every episode for like the last month has one of the matches has been Bo Dallas versus Sinkar. It feels like that's what it feels like anyway. Um, so the first match, uh, Sinkara defeats Bo Dallas with a huge flying senton from off the turnbuckle. And I really like Sinkara's gear, or, or, or at least his arms and, and mask. It was like this is fuchsia, is that that color fuchsia? It's like a little bit of a purplish red. I, I like that color a lot. And um, the and it is like lightning. It's like fuchsia lightning. That is, I, I'm going to look up what, what color fuchsia is because I might be mistaken. It, it That might be the one. That might be the color that I think is red but is actually green. Okay, that is that is correct. That is correct. What is what is the color that's actually green that I think is it's uh it's oh it has a name it has a kind of weird name like that. Uh unique color names. Um I think uh it is list of colors. No, that is way too big of a list. That's not going to get me what I need. Oh, it's a it's a yellow and it is called or it's like a yellowish green or a greenish yellow and uh it's actually it the name of it to me it sounds like Oh, that's going <laughs> to they have their color coded results here, but it's not actually the colors chartreuse chartreuse i think that's what it is i in my head chartreuse is like a red but it is a like a puke green <laughs> color anyhow okay enough about colors uh yeah sinkara versus bo dallas it, it was an all right match but kind of the same stuff we've seen the last few episodes aside from that that cool cool, cool fuchsia gear um, at the 33 minute mark, if you're watching on Hulu, the second match is Grand Metallic versus Arya Daivari. And, uh, Grand Metallic wins that match with the Metallic driver. Um, some other notable, notable moments was a booger handshake from Arya Daivari. <laughs> and I should have watched it back. I just took the, the, the commentator's word for it that, that, that he wiped his nose before, um, shaking his hand. I should have watched, I should have watched it back. So I know for sure. Um, and my favorite move from this match was a uh, tightrope walk into a splash by Grand Metallic. Uh, so check that out. I thought it was pretty good. Anytime the, the cruiserweights are on main events, it's it's a pretty solid match. I enjoy it a lot. And it bums me out even more that Raw, more often than not, cuts out the cruiserweight stuff. But uh, we get the highlights over on 205 Live, which I will talk about now because all of this leads to Fastlane. Uh, the opening match, we only had two matches in this episode. So good thing we had another match on main event because um, we didn't get our usual three on 205 Live. But we had Noam Dar defeats Lince Dorado with a drop kick. And uh, Alicia Fox at ringside, she got this huge bundle of flowers. Um, Noam Dar says it's from him after the match, but I'm not sure if it actually was. I wasn't paying quite enough attention. They may have mentioned that it was from somebody else. But anyway, the weirdest thing about all that is that she was at one point she was eating the flowers. Were they edible flowers? 
They must have been. But either way, that's kind of weird. Well, it's not as weird if they were meant to be eaten. But we (laughs) we just cut to her, and she has a flower in her mouth, and she's chewing. And she's not even paying attention to the match or anything. So, so weird. Things are getting ridiculous. Things are so ridiculous in here. Um, to quote Daniel Bryan's description of SmackDown Live. Um, oh, so many d- ridiculous things. That's what it was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed this opening match. We had uh, an interview with Akira Tozawa, conducted by Austin Aries, of course. Uh, Tozawa wants to fight the Brian Kendrick right now. Ah! 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 fight now and uh brian kendrick comes out he gives him a a bit of a a lesson uh lesson number four if you're gonna talk to me learn english he does know english he's speaking very well maybe you should learn not to be such a jerk yeah the jerk store called and they're running all out of out of you anyway um (laughs) Up next, we had a six-man tag team match. Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Arya Daivari defeat Teddy Joystick Perkins, Mustafa Ali, and who's their team? I lost my place. Cedric Alexander, of course. Um, my favorite moment of this match was uh, Drew Gulak putting uh, – I forget who he was even putting it on. I think it was uh, Mustafa Ali. But uh, he had him in, like, on his back and putting him in all these different holds. I don't know if that has a name, but I, I suggest that that be called the Gulak Rack. Unless I'm mispronouncing his name and it's actually pronounced Gulak. Um, I know he has a move called the Gulak, uh, but I think that's a submission hold on the mat. Not what he was doing here. But maybe it was what he's doing here. I I'm not sure. Um, another great uh, moment, the running niece. And this finished the match. The running niece on TJ Perkins. Uh, so, yeah, pretty, pretty fun match. I liked it a lot. Uh, we had another package, another video package for Austin Aries. This one with just one quote from him and then uh, just a bunch of highlights. Um, so it's a different different one from last week, and uh, that was pretty pretty good, pretty solid. Uh, and then right after Neville comes out, and Ari says, "I hope you got a look at my great package before I came out here." Oh, I'm gonna miss Aries on commentary so much when he gets back in the ring. Ah, uh, I hope he's still at the table at least for part of the episode, every episode. Please, please. And if I think the only person to replace him that I would not be sad about or who would lessen the sadness of him being replaced is uh, if Tom Phillips. So we had Tom and Corey on commentary together again would be would be great. But uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Maybe after Fastlane is when uh, Aries will make his return to the ring with uh going making a challenge to whoever the new whoever the the cruiserweight champion is coming out of coming out of uh, fast lane there uh 
Um, and that, that makes me think, what, when do we have, or how many, uh, title defenses have we had by Neville since he won? I don't think it's been that many, but there may have been a few on Raw that I haven't seen anything about because they get cut out from the, the Hulu cut. Anyway, um, Neville and Jack, they brawl. We get some dress shoe drop kicks. I like that name for uh, for a move. The dress shoe drop kicks. It's hard to say though. I didn't realize. I didn't try saying it when I wrote it down. Now I know how difficult that is to say. So even more props to uh, whoever whoever called that. I think it was Corey who called the dress shoe drop kicks. Oh my gosh, my tongue, my tongue is falling out of my mouth from trying to, from trying to say dress shoe drop kick drop drop kicks oh dress your chop six um jack ends up standing tall and uh that ends the episode he he says the ring never belonged to you neville because it's always and will always belong to them them being us yay us we did it yay um are we good i'm good okay yay one of my favorite moments from SmackDown Live or uh, Talking Smack. Okay, we've talked about everything uh, going into Fastlane. So before we talk about SmackDown, which is a whole other batch of greatness, um, let's talk about predictions for Fastlane. At the top of the show, or rather before the top of the show, like hovering above the top of the show, in the kickoff, we have Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa versus the Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. With Alicia Fox, presumably, um, we're gonna have some uh, some some action happening with uh, Rich Swan now pursuing Alicia Fox. But uh, oh yeah, I haven't said her name like that, Alicia Fox. This week we had um, uh, Austin Aries say it. I think he does it the best, other than Noam Dar himself. Um, this match, I don't know. I think, I think Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa are going to come out on top here, despite the Brian Kendrick's attempts to, uh, to cheat. Uh, I don't think we've really seen Noam Dar cheat, but he seems like the type who would definitely go along with it if under the, the wrong influence, or rather the right influence, the right influence to get him do the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, I think this could be a lot of fun. This match could be a lot of fun. Uh, anything with Akira Tozawa, I'm looking forward to see. Um, on the actual show, I don't know if this is the, the, the actual order, but we have Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Joe's got to win, right? He's just going to destroy Sami Zayn. I could see it ending with some type of injury. Hopefully not a real injury, but uh, this injury storyline... And uh, him just still going through the entire roster is destroying people one by one. Um, let's see how that see how that that goes to develop things into WrestleMania. Because Samoa Joe's got to be doing something at WrestleMania. I don't know what. I've heard some rumors, but we, we won't talk about that right now. So I think Samoa Joe will win versus Sami Zayn. Uh, Nia Jax probably win over sasha banks um no reason for that i see that that happening 
Charlotte Flair is going to become a five-time women's champion, most likely. Uh, There's no reason to end the pay-per-view streak before WrestleMania. Um, So I I think she'll get the title back, and then Charlotte will be the defending champion going into the big show. Going... I don't want to go into the big show. Um, so yeah, Charlotte wins there. So far I've had all all the bad guys winning. No, not the pre-show match, not the kickoff show. Uh, and then we have, oh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson have to beat. They have to beat. They have to beat Enzo and Cass. If If they don't, I will be stunned. I will be flabbergasted. I will collapse in my seat and then topple over to the floor and then continue rolling out the door into the hallway, down the street, and uh, and then keep keep on rolling and then end up back in the chair eventually once I circle the globe. Um, So, yeah, the club. The club's got to win. The club's got to win. Next up, Jack Gallagher, I think, will become the new Cruiserweight champion. And then we have a a target ripe for Austin Aries picking. But Neville won't be done. Neville won't be done at all. Um, so we'll see where all that goes. But I think Jack Gallagher stands a very good chance. He's cleared Neville out of the ring every single time I've seen him in the last few weeks. And you know what I realized this week is that Jack Gallagher is basically Roman Reigns, but like in a different suit. Uh, he's a gentleman Roman Reigns. He's got a, a, a huge headbutt, which Roman Reigns should have, uh, being part of the Samoan family. But it's, uh, yeah, Jack Gallagher's headbutts, if he ever headbutts a Samoan it's going to cause havoc. Uh, although he does get hurt by it quite a bit, even on uh, non-Samoans. So uh, maybe his head would explode if he did that. Anyway, he does that. He has a, a great spear takedown, um, which is uh, fantastic. And, uh, and and people like him more than Roman, it seems. I like him more than Roman. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, Jack Gallagher is like a bizarro universe Roman Reigns. Or is Roman Reigns a bizarro universe Jack Gallagher? I don't know. Instead of a a flak jacket, a bulletproof vest, Jack Gallagher has a a suit vest and and an umbrella. Um, Oh, wait, Kevin Owens versus Goldberg. For the WWE Universal Championship, I think Kevin Owens will retain with some kind of involvement from Chris Jericho. We haven't seen Chris since the Festival of Friendship. Um, we're led to believe that it's over. It's absolutely over. Chris is a figment of memory, of history. Not a figment, but uh, he's he's nothing to Kevin now. But what if? What if? It's very similar to when Chris was very mad at Kevin a couple of months ago that it was all part of the plan that he was going to come out to, to lull the opponent into a sense of safety. They still ends up 
helping his best friend. But but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe something entirely different happens. And we do end up with Goldberg as the WWE Universal Champion. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. And, uh, yeah, so that's... Those are my predictions for Fastlane. Basically. Um, There's got to be something with uh, Seth Rollins, I think, to get him in the mix with with something. Oh, I, I I totally skipped Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Uh, I think Roman Reigns is is dead. He's dead meat. He is a walking dead man, which will set up the uh, the supposed upcoming feud with the Undertaker. I guess we'll see. So uh, yeah, those are my predictions. So let's move on to SmackDown Live, which was phenomenal. AJ Styles opens the show. Well, he comes into the opening segment after uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are reviewing the footage from the end of the Battle Royal last week. Um, They used the absolute worst angle to determine this, and maybe that's probably on purpose. There's going to be some type of decision later on where they say, oh, actually, Luke Harper won that match. We, We do have the angle that we can see. AJ clearly hitting the floor first. It's pretty obvious that he's hitting the floor first. But uh, AJ insists that Luke Harper hit the floor first. Well, actually, you know, we don't see the actual floor. So maybe one of AJ's feet was stayed stuck up into the air. And uh, that's that's how he stays in the game. Now he's not eliminated. Because... Uh, as he mentioned on Talking Smack last week, he's like, oh, so I can hop around on one foot outside of the ring? That'd be okay? Yeah. Technically, yes. Um, I should get, at some point, I should get the official rule book so we uh, we can talk about some of the cool stuff in there. Hopefully there's some cool stuff in there. Um, but anyway, uh, it's determined, well, it was determined already last week that the match would be Luke Harper versus AJ Styles. And it wasn't the main event of the night. It happened like halfway through the show. Which took me by surprise. I thought I was, I was going to have to wait even longer. But this this episode is so jam-packed with awesome stuff that I got right to it. Um, up next, we had an amazing segment. Miz TV with special guest John Cena. Uh, the Miz does not let John talk at first. He just lays into him about not being there, etc., etc. And then John Cena, when he finally gets a chance to talk, he says, You're saying the same thing everybody says. Which is true. And then lays into the Miz that he's just a guy named Mike. He's just a dude dressed as a dude playing another dude. Great, great segment. And then Maurice steps up to John and uh, lays into him and uh, slaps him. Oh, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. Nikki Bella runs out and uh, they Miz and Maurice retreats. We've got this this awesome, awesome feud set up. Uh, we've never seen, from what I understand, we've never seen John Cena and Nikki Bella side by side in the ring fighting together. And we're going to see that as soon as next week with John Cena and Nikki Bella versus James Elworth and Carmella. What? What? Okay, so... JBL makes the joke that this is an interspecies match. 
when it's a an intergender match. But, well, even the matches, if that's his, his reasoning, because James Ellsworth is in the mix, any match that he's been involved in has been an interspecies match as well. So it's not so special when you think about it like that. Next up, we had a two out of three falls match between Mickey James and Becky Lynch. The first fall went to Mickey James uh, after hitting a Mickey DT. Then a second pin by roll-up by Becky Lynch. And then uh, Alexa comes out, tries to distract the ref. Uh, she, she successfully distracts the ref while Becky has Mickey pinned. But it uh, doesn't quite work as Becky is still able to get the win but not before mickey james accidentally takes out alexa bliss instead of becky and uh she did seem as mad about that as she should be later on uh daniel bryan tried to ask her about it or maybe it was uh renee uh they tried to ask her about oh what happened out there mickey james hit you she totally ignored the question so she may be uh Maybe masking some of those feelings for right now. That things aren't quite right between Alexa and Mickey. Or maybe they're just fine. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so a great, great victory by Becky. Um, one of two matches that ended with, with two finishes. Uh, but uh, backstage, Natalia approaches Alexa and uh, says, hey, I want that title, and then boops her on the nose. Just a little little tap on the tip of their, a, a tap on the tip of her, a tap on the tip of her nose. And uh, yeah, kind of, kind of out of nowhere, very much out of nowhere. Um, but it's, uh, it gets Natalia out of the whole Nikki situation. Maybe too briskly out of the out of the Nikki Bella situation, but we'll see how it develops. That's what the weekly shows are for. Um, next up, we have the Luke Harper, which I wrote as Harbor for some reason versus AJ Styles. Oh man, this match was so good. I enjoyed every minute of this match. And uh, we had a false finish as uh, the ref missed Luke Harper's foot on the bottom rope. Um, and I loved it that AJ, as he got up, just whacks, hits Luke's Har- Har- Luke Harper's foot off of the rope so that the ref doesn't see and look that that was the case. But he doesn't get away with it. Shane McMahon comes out. He's like, no, no, no. This is the number one contendership match. It's not going to end like that. Restart this thing. Restart it. Restart it. And uh, for his trouble, Shane McMahon gets hit in the face he gets kicked in the face by luke harper with a big kick that was meant for aj styles and uh yeah that's might have might have some, it, the, people are getting hit by the wrong pe- people all over this episode so many ridiculous things so uh, aj styles he gets a second win out of this match after he hits a uh, springboard 450 splash awesome 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 and it's so cool to see that finish the match although i don't think it's physically possible luke harper is so much taller than aj i don't think it's 
possible to uh, put him in position for the, for the um uh for the Styles clash. But maybe not. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Either way, it was awesome seeing that springboard 450. I uh, I I was thinking during this match, man, AJ keeps having to go against like it's only two guys now, but he keeps having to fight these guys in jeans and t-shirt, these weird guys in jeans and tank tops. Um, and also Dean Ambrose in this episode uh, was wearing a black tank top. I assume so that he doesn't look exactly like Luke Harper. I mean, as far as his clo- his wardrobe goes. And uh, he looks good in black black tank top, if you ask me. I already talked about uh, James Ellsworth and his friend who is a girl, Carmella, uh, versus John Cena and Nikki Bella announced for next week. Uh, Daniel Bryan is way too excited for this. Like it's an unhealthy amount of excitement for the big hog. Um, he admits that he, he usually leads the big hog dance when it happens in, in the locker room. I kind of imagine him being the only one in the locker room doing that. And I kind of want to draw. No, I don't want to draw that. Maybe like a censored bar. Uh, then I could, could draw it an actual uh locker room re recreation maybe not uh we had ambrose uh come out for a match against kurt hawkins right away he hits hawkins with the dirty deeds and he's out and then he grabs a microphone and uh he, he just calls out he calls out uh baron corbin he says you don't mess with Okay, here I I could have gone back, but it's not like refined closed captioning, so I don't know if it would have been a definitive answer anyway. I'm not sure if he says Dean Ambrose or The Ambrose. Probably Dean Ambrose, but I I like the idea of him saying The Ambrose. Maybe too much The Brian Kendrick-ish. But uh, he says messing with Dean Ambrose is a very bad idea. And uh, he challenges, come out. Come out of the ring right now and we'll fight. But Baron Corbin's not having any of that. He's having none of that. He's not having none of that not yet. Because uh, he comes on the Jumbotron and says, I don't just come when you call me. We'll do something some other time. Leave a message. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see these guys go at it. Maybe they'll end up in a hardcore match. At WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title. We haven't seen the title even really talked about lately. Doesn't seem like Baron Corbin even really cares about it. He just cares that his shot at the WWE title was uh, was ruined. At Elimination Chamber and in the Battle Royal for the number one contendership. Um, up next we had Dolph Ziggler versus Apollo Crews in a chair match. And uh, Ziggler wins after he slams Cruz neck first, throat first into the back of the chair, and then junk first into the back of the chair. Uh, my favorite moment from this match, so Ziggler won, but my favorite moment from the match was the standing moonsault by Cruz onto Ziggler, who had a chair across his chest. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool. Um, and then the final segment, one of the coolest segments in a long time, 
Um, and unfortunately, it was spoiled for me by freaking YouTube and the official WWE channel. I never get, I never get updates about YouTube uploads, except for this one time. I was looking right at my phone when it happens. Notification notification pops up. Randy Orton burns down the Wyatt's compound. Just no warning. Just spoiler right in my face. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube app. You suck. Thanks a lot. I would have been totally surprised by that. Watching the show itself. But no. YouTube notifications. Ugh. That's what I get for not not watching live, I guess. So anyway, yeah, Randy Horn burns down Bray Wyatt's compound where presumably Sister Abigail is buried. Um, such an awesome segment. So, so awesome. I don't even want to do it any disservice by describing anything that happens in it. But now the question is, does Randy Orton now want to want to face Bray Wyatt for the title? Since he did win the Royal Rumble, he just feigned not wanting to actually do, actually face him in there. Um, because now he is the master, so he says. Um, but AJ Styles earlier in the night won his chance at the title at WrestleMania. AJ just keeps getting the shaft. He get, gets, gets the shaft of that pickaxe. Uh, that, that's gross. Um, the pickaxe that Randy Orton had. But as I just learned a little bit ago, um, it was not announced on the show. It was not announced on SmackDown Live, but uh, online somewhere because AJ Styles is talking about it. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton next week on SmackDown Live. Holy crap. That's the, the the match. That's the match I've been looking forward to seeing, that I've been wanting to see, and I thought maybe... Okay, when uh when John Cena won the title at uh Royal Rumble, I thought okay, he's going to lose the title before WrestleMania. Maybe he'll lose it to um maybe he'll lose it to AJ Styles since Randy Orton just won the Royal Rumble and then at WrestleMania we end up with Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. We don't have to wait that long. It's not a title match, but but it's still going to be super awesome. I am so looking forward to it. And uh, maybe my expectations are going to be too high. Maybe my expectations are way too high for that. But uh, they're, they're high nonetheless. There's nothing I can do about it. Nothing, nothing anybody can do about that except for the match to actually happen and not to be that good. But it's probably going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, a great line during – like so so much great stuff in this segment but the best moment of the whole Wyatt compound arsony is when Randy says uh well there's another saying it's once you join them and the time is right screw them there's a a great moment later on on talking smack uh Daniel Bryan says well when I joined the Wyatt family I I never considered arson. This is insanity. We're going to have to talk about this because 
Randy Orton, if uh, if this these were real events, he just committed a a felony. I'm pretty sure that's a felony to uh, personally burn down property. Um, but, or maybe it's the the gaining something from it. That's no, I, I'm pretty sure if you burn down somebody else's property, that's some type of felony. Yeah, so uh, the the search results I came up with uh, says arson statutes typically classify arson as a felony due to the potential to cause injuries or death, especially if you lock a cameraman inside of the building that you burned down. So he didn't just burn down a building. He killed a camera operator. Randy Orton, the camera operator killer. And that camera operator may have been a legend. So I, I guess he was just sticking to character. Um, on Talking Smack. Moving on a little bit. Uh, the Usos are apparently creepy stalkers. That they keep posting pictures without making themselves seen of American Alpha. Like, oh, look at these guys. Ooh, ooh, want to get my hands on that? I don't, I don't know what they're saying in their, in their captions for it. But uh, uh, Jason Jordan is stockable. Moving on, uh, the last thing from this week, uh, other than Fastlane, which will have its own episode, watch for that on Monday, maybe Tuesday, probably Monday, most likely Monday. Um, uh, NXT, not... My favorite episode of NXT, uh, this this episode really suffered compared to the last two weeks by not having any UK championship participants uh, matches. But uh, we did have Asuka defend the women's title, the NXT Women's Championship, against Peyton Royce with Billy Kay at ringside. This match was pretty good. Pretty good. Um... Not the best Oscar match that I've seen yet, but uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, we had another win by Oscar with the Oscar lock. There were some moments where Peyton Royce got the upper hand. I thought she held her ground against Oscar pretty well, but uh, but but yeah, she's she's just an unstop- an unstoppable force when you're fighting. The Empress of Tomorrow, she's a day ahead of you. So I think that's one of one of many reasons why she is unbeatable. Because she's she already knows how this day goes. Or how it could go. How it would go if things didn't go well. And so she makes things go well. I don't know. What I'm saying is that I I wouldn't mind one bit if Empress of Tomorrow was transformed into having a time travel slash precognition aspect to it. My favorite moment from this match and maybe from the entire week. Let's see what, what other stuff did I like from this week? I I put stars next to the moves that I really like. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite thing from the entire week in the ring was when uh 
Peyton Royce and Asuka, well, Peyton Royce throws it first, but she angrily throws a ribbon and then um, uh, Asuka throws it back at her. Uh, so, so dumb, uh, yet amazing. My favorite moment of the week, the ribbon thrown back and forth during Asuka versus Peyton Royce. So Asuka wins, and uh, Billy Kay comes in and starts attacking Asuka. They, they double-team her, and then Ember Moon comes out, saves the day, and then we get a bit of a stare-down between Ember and Asuka. And uh, Asuka throws her arm up, holding the title, and there we go. It would have been a great way to end the episode like that, but this is like the first half. The rest of the episode, um, we find out that uh, Ono versus Rude will happen in two weeks. Uh, oh, before that, before this match even happened, we had Patrick Clark versus Sean Maluda, and uh, Patrick Clark won. Uh, that's all I wrote down about that. And also that Patrick Clark has what looks like velvet pants. If it were acceptable by society, I would drape myself in velvet is what's what he said he even has an almost pirate shirt patrick clark is uh i think his i think he likes seinfeld i think he likes seinfeld next the main event for the episode was uh, authors of pain versus diy and their re- rematch for the tag team championship and uh there's no conclusion Authors of Pain, I think, are disqualified because um, Revival comes out as DIY has them in the the double submission, the dual submissions. The Revival breaks it up. The match is called Disqualification. And so uh, I think we're going to have to see DIY versus Authors of Pain again. Get another shot at that title because that's not fair for the revival to come in there and, and mess things up for DIY. Uh, maybe we'll get a triple threat tag team match at uh, takeover Orlando or something else. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So uh, yeah, that match is pretty good. There's uh, like a double spear in there. Um, some other uh, ta- uh, team up moves that were, they're great to watch, but it's uh, their, their previous match I thought was better. It had some a lot of the same stuff plus more, whereas this one I uh, was just cut short. It's it very much felt like uh, well yeah it's it's on the regular show instead of on the takeovers so um, that's kind of what you, you you'd expect. So that's that's it. That's everything for this week. Oh boy, it's a lot. Um, uh, you had my predictions for Fastlane. Um, I'm going to make a video of that uh, before Sunday. Um, so look out for that. Uh, it'll be a lot more convinced than, con- condensed than the conversation here. And I think I might use a little bit of a different format than I have for the previous pay-per-view predictions. Um, so look out for that over on um, todayiwatched.com. More episodes and everything over there. Links to subscribe on iTunes. Write a review on iTunes, uh, link to Twitter, TIW Podcast, um, and a link to support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Uh, so let me know what you thought about this week of stuff. 
what, what do you think will happen at Fastlane? What, do you, what will you think will happen next week on all the other shows? And I'll, I'll see you next time. Bye.